Welcome to The Lively Show. Let's explore the beauty of being alive. Hello, my friends, and welcome to today's show. I am so excited to be speaking with you because I feel like this is a turning point in the show in a very interesting way. I am so excited to be speaking with you from this new place. It's actually almost my birthday, so I'm recording this right before I head out the week before my birthday to go to Florida to see my parents and get a driver's license of all things to get that renewed and just to do a few bits and bobs and paperwork pieces, some fingerprinting for my name change, so lots of changes in that dimension. Also have some progress on the flat, which I'll share more as that continues to unfold. I'm kind of just waiting for other pieces of that to fall into place and still waiting on visa developments. But yeah, it just feels like a lot of newness is coming in. And I feel like having the birthday right now, I always speak about with my journey over the show over the last 10 years almost now that at 31, obviously, there was a huge pivot point of getting divorced very happily. If you go back all the way, I think episode 67 or something like that, you'll hear about that transformation. And then all the episodes from there on have been this, especially after selling the house and all the furniture at 31 as well, this deep, deep inner work, inner transformation going into levels I had no idea I was going to be going into. You've been there with me through the journey. At some point or other, you've picked up this episode. Maybe this is the first one you're coming into. And if that case, hello, I'm Bella Lively. You've had a very interesting backlog of episodes to listen to if you want to go back and check on where we've been. But over those eight years of 31 to 39, I think that's eight years counting it, um, there has been the amazing inner transformation. I had no mental idea that I would be going on, and I have brought you along with me every step of the way, and especially in those years, and even before those years, so in college and university for myself, I was very unhappy from the work hard, play hard kind of lifestyle that I was given and options for how to approach this reality from a young age. I knew I wanted to find a better way to live life, and I was so deeply unhappy in college living from the business school work hard, play hard mentality that I promised myself in the business school library that I would help people and help them change their direction. And I didn't know the answers to how to do a better way of living life that would be easier and more joyful than what I was given in the business school, the work hard, play hard, hustle mentality. But obviously I found law of attraction, flow, alignment, inner voicing, beanbag releasing, and now most recently past life integration. So there was a lot of answers to how to make this reality easier. And I spent the majority of those eight years sharing that information with you through IVFT, through countless classes that are now available as evergreen classes for you to go dive into if you want to yourselves, and just so many other things. I mean, we've had the foundation, we've done so many different things Things over the years to help people to unwind the conditioning and the traumas and find that wisdom inside of themselves. And I have devoted the show. And in the past, I had many thought leaders, as you may remember, in the earlier seasons of the show. And I stopped having them on the show because it felt like they were still oftentimes, even though they were very wonderful people, still stuck in their minds rather than going in from their intuition. And I really wanted to help, like I mentioned in the business school library, I just wanted to figure out the best ways to live. 
and I just hadn't found anyone's you know, TED talk that was going to equal you finding your own wisdom and inner peace and guidance from releasing your own trauma and hearing your own inner voice and your own wisdom inside of yourself. So I stopped doing the interviews for that reason. Obviously, we brought the collective in with Annie Francoeur over the years because that channeled enlightened kind of energy was also very meaningful for me to share for you. But I just stepped away from the lighter things of life and brought you the deeper non-physical aspects of of reality and bridging between the realms. And that was really where I have been living and where my intuition pulled me. And so I shared from this place. But in the last year, aside from all the past lives I've just shared about recently, those episodes that you've heard recently, I have spent a lot of time investing in the joys of this reality and the small passions, the little pop-up interests that came up throughout the last several years, but especially in this last year, specifically around the subjects of what I guess you could loosely call beauty. Now, beauty is a loose term here because it's just whatever I find beautiful. Obviously, singing is beautiful. Music is beautiful. Dancing is beautiful. Uh, cooking is beautiful. There's so many things that are beautiful. And I didn't necessarily get drawn into those many passions at this point in my life. I got pulled into the more visual aspects, which kind of makes sense for me because I've always loved interior design. I was a jewelry designer for 14 years. So the visual aspects of this reality have always been more my strength than singing or dancing, for example or cooking, those were not as much the focus ever in my earlier natural you know, interests. They didn't lie there, but usually lied more in the physical world dimensions of looking at beautiful nature, making beautiful homes, and then getting into makeup. And in the last year, hair, and then outfitting, as you've seen on Instagram, if you're following me at Bella Lively World, and all those beautiful things. So I've been really getting into the beauty of this reality, flower arranging, all this different stuff. Obviously, I still love interior design as well. I just haven't been having my own places. So I've just been getting small decor items to put into the beautiful spaces that I've been living in to make them as homely and personal as I can over the last year that I've been kind of roaming slowly, waiting to find the roots to settle in for myself. And I feel that there is at this 39-year-old mark a shift occurring in myself where, yes, I still know how to beanbag release. Yes, I still know how to use my inner voice. Yes, I still will integrate a past life if I need to. And I have shared and will continue to share and support you guys as you ask for it. And I can be of support for you to do the same for yourselves along the way. So yes, I still do all of that beautiful work, but I've realized that at the end of the day, you keep cleaning and cleaning and cleaning and eventually your room is clean and it's time to go out and play. If you ask a little child to come into this reality and you say, what is this reality going to be like? Well, you're going to clean a lot and you're going to clean up other messes that you didn't even start, but your soul had in other realities. <laughs> then just going to keep cleaning and keep releasing traumas and keep you know, going in and all this stuff that wouldn't sound very fun. It's like, yeah, clean your room, but then go out and play. And I feel like I'm turning a corner after these eight years that I had no idea I was going to be in for. And who knows what's coming next on the inner transformation journey for myself as well. But what I've been feeling is this pivoting towards the lighter side of life again, and not just cleaning and cleaning and scrubbing and scrubbing the soul and not just this life, but other lives, you name it, all that stuff. It's now it's about going out and playing in this reality and enjoying the beauty of being alive. And if you guys are familiar, I've said this a few times, but my inner voice gave me the name Bella uh, as the new name for myself. And I asked why, and it said the beauty of being alive. And I do feel like now the beauty of being alive isn't just trauma release. It's not just beanbag release. 
releasing. It's also the joys of whatever you love experiencing in this reality that calls to you that is fun to play in the physical. Play in the playground. If you like the monkey bars, play in the monkey bars. If you like the the sandbox, play in the sandbox. So I've been finding a connection back into the physical joys. And also, you know, it's not like they never fully stopped, but I've been exploring certain aspects of this reality in joyful ways more than I ever did previously. And I'm just excited to bring that type of lightness and ease and joy to the show. In a sense, kind of, again, back, but from a new place. Obviously, integrating and incorporating all of the beautiful releasing and clearing and cleansing and introspection that we've shared, it's all still there. It's all still deeply, deeply relevant for any time you have things come up for yourself. Please remember those resources, and I'll continue to talk on those subjects as you guys want me to. But at the same time, I want to share about the fun stuff that I've been enjoying and the lightness and the ease and the flow so that... Yeah, it just kind of reflects the new phase that I feel that may be occurring for myself. Let's see what actually happens. But in the meantime, I want to bring the series, The Beauty of Being Alive, to the lively show. This may include bringing guests back on the show, not that are necessarily going to be going specifically into their inner voices or how they release beanbag stuff. They might not even know what that stuff means, these guests that I want to bring on the show. I want to bring on guests that have different interests, different expertise that are just fun, and especially the subject that really light me up and bring me alive so that in case these things are also interesting to you as well that I can like you know embrace and uplift and add a little bit of light and shine and fun to your life as well so I know I also noticed by the way with my clients in the last year I've noticed some friends and clients that are typically historically better at the non-physical aspects of themselves start to go to personal trainers for their first time or start to get into a workout routine or starting to want hair extensions, you name it. They kind of want to try different things in the physical world that they haven't tried before so much. And then also, I think that on a macro level, I kind of observe just looking at social media that there's a lot of people that might have been historically more focused in the physical realms only are starting to go introspective. So I feel like this evolution of the show is really weaving together the knowledge and the inspiration of the non-physical with the physical and not making one the wrong and the other the right, but actually including and incorporating both into your life, or in in my case, my life, in the ways that feel aligning. So I feel like it's a really exciting time to dive into something brand new. And I want to share today on some subjects that I'm just excited. These are general subjects I might later go into more details with, but I'm going to share with you guys what I feel like are the The treatments that I find best out of all of my little experiments over the last year to do at home and invest into the home version of some of this stuff, and then later I'll do an episode about what I find most helpful and from my own little experiments going to someone professional. So those little beauty treatments I'll get into in a second, the home ones first, and then later in another episode, the outsourcing the beauty treatments. But also, I just was so excited for your responses. Thank you so much for sharing these. When I asked about what topics you guys would like to hear about on the Beauty of Being Alive series. This are some of them. So in case you're curious, and I'll comment on some of them so you guys have an idea of what to look forward to on the show. And by the way, if this is not your subject, and this is not your interest, don't worry, I'll still be sharing on the introspective levels also. Um, But for those that are interested in this subject, or maybe want to learn a little bit more about these other topics, I'm just excited to bring them to you in a way that lights me up and makes me feel very aligned to do so. 
So we have skincare, makeup, and fashion. That was the suggestion. Yes, all three of those are things that I plan to have. This is another one. Are more expensive and quality products better for us? Or does the inner voice prefer natural? That's an interesting, I guess it's kind of two different topics there, but definitely interesting topic suggestion. Feeling overdressed as soon as I do anything above my normal. That's really interesting. I can relate to that too in my own outfitting journey is like going beyond the old limitations of the the potentials I allowed myself to have in my outfitting before and then getting into more outfitting and then changing. For example, wearing high heels. I used to never, ever, ever wear high heels and now I have many high heels and I wear them often and love them. So I can relate to that feeling. That's a fun one to dive into. Makeup is one of them. I love makeup, so that'll be fun to talk about. Tips on aging or doing procedures. Interesting topic. That one I think will be interesting if and when we bring that into the show. Be very interesting because sometimes obviously people have assumptions or beanbags and stories on certain things and they like to sometimes people love it and other people love to hate these things so we'll see how that goes and flows Um, but it's an interesting topic to bring up that somebody wants to hear that Um, now we have skin what products are you using now what do you love when it comes to skincare this I am very excited I've already spoken to the person I want to have on the show for this so we're just arranging a time to have them on but I know the person I want to bring on about skin I love this person and this person's products have changed my skin life and I just have thousands of dollars worth of this product um, from Australia getting sent to my parents' house and I'm gonna go pick it up and bring it over. I'm hoping to get what I hope is at least like eight to 12 months worth of the product. Maybe it won't be that long, but I've really stocked up on the products because it has truly been a game changer for me. After all of those years of acne and all of those years of clogged skin to finally feel like I have my skin in a really clear place and also clearly educated in myself about what to do and what to use and why because of this woman's skincare line, I'm just excited and uh, not sponsored, just passionate about what she's done to help me personally transform my skin life. Okay, then we have all of them. Can't wait for the series. Um, How you tamed your acne and face breakouts. That's, uh, yeah, I think that was more of a matter of time and hormonal balancing was the biggest thing but that said the skincare products I use do definitely still flare up my skin if I don't use certain products so we're going to get into that with this skin guest that I would like to have on the show. Fave places to shop for clothes. This will be fun. I have different people I've loved learning from on the internet that I want to interview on the show to bring their perspectives to places to shop and how to put outfits together. But also I'll be probably sharing a bit more about my own outfits. I have a feeling as I bring this in, I'm going to play with the idea of sharing more outfits again. I do want to do those. It was so fun to do those in the earlier part of this year. The place that I'm in, the hotel room, I've been in for the last two months is orange and the lighting is very moody but very unflattering and very bad at showing the accurate colors and what things actually look like if I take a photo in front of the mirror so I haven't been doing the mirror outfit selfies like I've been doing before I do get so excited by the idea of having a flat and having my own mirror that I can take photos in front of. So I'll be sharing some of my own favorite outfits with you soon again. Um, You mentioned lymphatic drainage. Did that help with cellulite? Absolutely. The right lymphatic drainage massage, not typical 
lymphatic drainage massages, but certain ones that are super intense certainly do help with cellulite. And I know exactly, again, the right person I want to bring on the show for that. So stay tuned for that. Where to buy outfits. Yep, we're going to talk about that. I'm getting into facials, but always wonder if I, what I can do at home. Would love to hear your thoughts. That's what I'm about to get into today for the home stuff. Um, what do you do when you have to be in places that are not beautiful? <laughs> I can relate to this because right now, even though I'm in a place that's very pretty, it's orange and it's very, very, very dark. So even though I don't love the darkness about it, the location of it's good and the price is good. So I've stayed in it for quite a while, um, but I think it's make the best of it is the short answer, but we could keep that in mind for a deeper episode later. Scalp and hair care, hair tricks for that are quick and easy for a little bit more polish. That'll be fun to discuss. And actually, I think I wanna do an entire episode dedicated to my hair journey. Um, not that everyone would care about my hair, but I know that a lot of people that have curly hair especially have been very interested in what I've learned from having the curly hair and going into the deep dive of the curly-haired world, but also still personally loving blowouts and what I've learned to have healthy hair while still blowing it out because both of those things can be done at the same time. It doesn't have to be all one or all the other. It doesn't have to be totally damaged and straight or totally healthy and curly. It can be healthy, straight, and curly. And it's been so fun to bridge those worlds together and make the most of my hair in either way that I choose to put it into. Um, Now we have skin, 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 your skin journey. I'd followed it and want to hear all about the acne. Okay, we'll get into that. But it's mostly going to be about hormone balancing would be the number one thing. And then after hormone balancing, then the skincare lady that we're going to have on. And maybe we'll even talk about hormone balancing later in an episode. I don't have a specific guest in mind yet for that, but let's see. Cellulite massages. Yep, we're going to talk about that. How does the inner voice define beauty? I already asked my inner voice this when I saw this question. Everything you enjoy experiencing is considered beauty to the inner voice. Everything you enjoy experiencing. So that could be country music. That could be Frenchies. That could be travel. That could be anything that you enjoy experiencing is the definition of beauty to the inner voice, or at least to my inner voice. So I am happen to enjoy makeup and outfitting and flower arranging and interiors and walks and you know, whatever you like is what is beautiful for you. So you don't have to be so worried about, do I like something that's popular to like that's considered beautiful? Or do I like things that are different than what's popular and considered beautiful? Just go with what you like and don't make it over, don't overthink it, I guess, basically. If you like the trends that are out there right now, go for them. If you don't like them, don't go into them. Just do the things that bring you personal joy. Then we have nutrition, skin, and glowing. That is a fun one. And just generally speaking, I think the subject in general of all of these will kind of have potentially that theme. And by the way, these may not all be what we could consider like beauty treatment style beauty things. These could be the flower ranging. It could be interiors. It could be just different things in this reality that are really fun to explore. Lately, I've been having a little passion for supplements, which was brand new. I have never been that drawn to supplements myself before. But lately, I have been by my inner voice guiding me to them. So it's been fun to dive into that world too and play with some of the ones my inner voice has guided me to. So that might become a little subject to share about later too. Skin, hair, nails, all of it. Very nice. Um, How you found your style, skincare, makeup, tips and tricks, actually just everything. Yes, 
honestly, I really do feel excited to share this also because I know many of the people in the community might have busier lives than I do. And let's say they have children. A lot of people in the community I know have kids and have a lot of things on their plates. And I, as my intuition has taken so much off my plate in following it, I've had so much time and I just fill that time out of what feels aligning. It's been all of this beauty stuff in the last year. I've been alone 90% of my life for the last year. And so what I've done to keep myself entertained and occupied and having fun in this reality is often, if it's not a past life that's getting released and I'm not hanging out with my friend Didi or someone else, then I'm usually doing something beauty related of some kind or walking in the park. So I wanna be able to take what I've learned from all of that time and experimentation and save you, especially if you don't have lots of time or lots of money to try all these things and figure out what works best for you. If I can do some of the experimenting for you and find a shortcut for you. I am all for that. So that's also part of what I think it could be really fun about this is me spending all these endless hours and products and all this stuff. Hopefully I can simplify and bring to you at least, you know, like Oprah's favorite things, Bella's favorite things, at least what's worked for me. It may not be right for you, but obviously if I can bring you a few things that can help your life be better, even on the joyful physical side of things, not just the non-physical beanbag releasing and inner voicing side, that just feels so integrative. Like I just love that. So Yes, I'm hoping to simplify things, hopefully, or bring new ideas and potentials to your awareness you might not have known about before. Now we have taking care of hair in Europe as an American living in Belgium. The hard water is tough. I totally get this, and I've got some ideas to discuss on this. I have to play with it first and do some more experimenting before bringing it to the show, but I could imagine talking about that. Interior design, figuring out your style on a budget. Okay, so I have a feeling I... I'm playing with the idea. The potential is floating in my head as I get an apartment to start to share the decorating process with you. On Instagram or vlog style, I'm not exactly sure, but I love decorating. This is the oldest, like the core beauty thing that I was drawn to from like a child. I just saw my aunt, Lisa, who lives in Ohio. She just came to London for the first time. She came to Europe the other day and I had dinner with her and she pointed out this, when I was really young, she said I was like a toddler or not an infant. I was old enough to say words, but like mama, dada. And apparently she always remembers, she'll never forget that I blurted out the word wreath when I was like, six months old or nine months old, something really young. I shouldn't have been able to say the word wreath, but I did. So that's how old interior design love goes in my system. So I would love to talk about that process and share it with you guys because it's honestly still probably even though I love the outfitting and the makeup. And I'm glad I was focused on those things for the last few years because those are the things that I had the potential to actually do. As I'm living in a suitcase, I can purchase and play with outfits and I can purchase and play with makeup. But you know, I do even have a fair bit of interior design stuff for the average person that probably wouldn't have bought so much interior design decor while they don't have a house and they gave all their possessions away. I did, but because I'm just that obsessed with interiors and excited to use them again. But yeah, I just feel like I've been playing with the realms that were available to me in the time frame that I was in, and now I can expand back into interiors. The unfolding of feeling beauty in the body, that I love because that's a real blend of beauty and the joy of experiencing a body that you feel great in and also beanbag releasing any of the feelings that are blocking that feeling of loving and feeling great in the body that you're in. So that's a great one. It's kind of a blend of the inner realities and the outer realities. So we can do that for sure. A roundup 
roundup of Bella's journey with inner voice and physical beauty. Oh, a roundup of Jess's journey with inner voice and physical beauty and the unfolding of Bella. This is great. There's actually a Becoming Bella episode that I would think about first uh, listening to, if you haven't already, to hear about going into the name Bella and what that brought up for me and also unlocked for me. In At first I resisted it and then I loved going into those potentials that I first resisted because of that name being what it is. Um, skincare, makeup, fashion, hair, all of it. Capsule wardrobe tips. I have an idea for this guest as well. Um, how to feel good about yourself on the days you don't feel beautiful on the outside. Love it. This is kind of getting into Bella Vita territory. So I love when these are also kind of blending between the realms. Brows 101, low maintenance ways to fill and shape them that doesn't um, make them stand out. I definitely have an answer to this. I've used it myself and it's been a game changer. Um, Outfitting, creating a beautiful home environment, habits and routines. Love it. All of that. Yes. Uh, Beautiful home interiors and vignettes. Absolutely. Non-toxic brands and products. When they apply, absolutely. And aging and the need to look young was the last one. Interesting. That could be a subject. I've actually thought a lot about that one with my inner voice, and I could definitely do a kind of an introspective subject on that one in the future. Okay, so thank you guys so much for your suggestions. Those are just a handful of the ones that were given to me through the request of what episodes and topics you guys are interested in. Now for this episode, this is the stuff that I have found. If I was like your bestie and I was having coffee with you and you were asking me the question, so what should I do at home versus what I should go do beauty treatment wise out and about. Now, this is going to be different for every person and every inner voice is going to guide people to the unique things that are going to be the joyful experience for each person. So obviously, these are the joyful things that I've played with. And these are the things I could recommend based on my own alignments and my own inner voice. So you're going to have to feel into these for yourself. But as a friend, I would say that the things that I find worth just doing on your on yourself at home, rather than going out to a professional. Now, some of these, like like I said, are gonna be perfect for you to do at home too. And some of them, you're gonna wanna go out and get them done professionally. It's gonna bring you so much more joy to have it done that way. So there's no wrong or right about this. But if I was to suggest or at least share from my trial and error over the years of trying many different treatments out in Um, salons and spas and places all over the world, which is also very interesting. The fact that I have this world perspective now and have gone to so many hair salons all over the world, (laughs) dentists all over the world, you name it all over the world. I feel like I've also got an interesting uh, idea of, well, not everywhere in the world, of course, but many places in the world. I've got a very interesting collection of things that I found in different parts of the world that I really recommend and hopefully can bring them to you. So these are the things I'd say if I had coffee with you that I love saving my money on in doing at home versus going to a salon. But some of these, and actually I would actually say all of these I've done out at salons, but I find, or, you know, professionals, but I find these are the ones I save my money on and do at home when I want to. Number one is teeth whitening. So if you like white teeth, what I find fun is that in America, I find that the Americans have the highest standard overall as a culture for white teeth than other places. So when I've gotten teeth whitening in Australia or the UK, people look at my teeth and they're like, they're already quite white. <laughs> I was like, well, compared in, in the context of an American with white teeth and what I would like as an American to have white teeth, I'm like, these aren't as white as I'd like them to be. So it's funny, context is everything, right? But I like a bright white tooth and it's not like crazy, you know, used car salesman, bright white teeth, but I just like having my teeth white. I drink a lot of coffee, so they definitely do get stained. And I have done in 
house places. Actually, to be fair, if I'm in Australia, I probably would do a refresh with one of the ladies that I found there. Her name's escaping me, but I did find a natural tooth whitening person in Australia that just kind of did one or two sessions and she'd lift your color quite dramatically, quite efficiently. So that would be something I would probably because of her, but I haven't found that level and that natural version anywhere else. So if I wasn't in Australia going to her specific place or found something equivalent, I would do teeth whitening at home uh, once or twice a year. Um, You know, obviously go into your own intuition and pick your own choice on that. But for me, I would always say if I was like, trying to help optimize somebody's investment in that if they wanted to, I would say find like that second, I don't know as, as a dentist, which one's the best one. And I have done the professional ones too. I've actually gone in and had the trays made and had the professional whitening in Australia years ago as well um, to do at home. But I think that the regular boxes that are in like the middle tier, not the absolutely maybe most expensive box of white teeth, tooth whitening stuff or the cheapest version, I would get the middle of the road somewhere that's a bit pricier, but not the highest or the lowest would be is my personal favorite sweet spot. And I just do it when I notice that they're getting a bit grim. And when I can, I like to find there's a new product I used recently. It's called Wisdom. I just found it at the boot. So it's, you know, nothing special about that specific product, but I think it was more natural leaning. So I kind of went for it. I also liked that it said Wisdom. So uh, the marketing got to me. But anyways, I use that kind of the tooth whitening strips that you can get at the drugstore in the middle price point of whatever you're looking at. Um, You can always probably, I guess, game that a bit better by looking for reviews on Amazon. But that's something I would just do at home. I would save my money and do other things in salons, um, which I'll get to in the other episode. The next one, this has been interesting. So eyelashes. When it comes to eyelashes, I played with that. I've had eyelash extensions twice in my life. Once when I was in Michigan before I sold the house and like when I was like 30 years old, I played with them then. And I remember my friend (laughs) Vicky telling me, she didn't like them. She's a very honest, straightforward person. I didn't even ask her if she liked them. She just told me what she thought, <laughs> even without asking. So looking back on those, they might not have been the most natural looking eyelashes, but it was kind of when they were first trending to go to the salons to get your lashes done. And I was all about trying them out. Um, so I can't say that you know they were the best looking. I don't feel like I've got enough photo evidence to prove or disprove that they were bad looking. Ultimately, maybe you know, I can't say looking back, but then I also recently did do eyelash extensions again here in London. And to be fair, I went to a really wonderful person that did a very beautiful job on them, but they were very expensive, very, very expensive. And the only reason I did the eyelash extensions in London this time around was because I went and got a brow lamination and an eyelash lift, which I'll share in the other episode that I'm going to say about doing things out and about and getting a treatment from a professional. I have had many brow lifts, brow laminations and lash lifts over the years. And I had never had a bad one until I had a bad one. And I went to a woman here in London that was terrible. I'll share more about the tips and tricks on those later. But once she really messed up my eyelashes, they were seriously kinked in this really, like really awful way on one half of one of the eyes. And it was just waiting as a process of letting them grow out. It was terrible and annoying and looked really awful. So I'd never had that with other people, but this was a situation that occurred. And so in order to hide the terrible eyelash lift that I had, I got the lash extensions recently. I did love having them and it did cover these really janky (laughs) and wonky eyelashes that were permanently kinked um, until those grew out. 
this lash extension was a good fill-in situation to kind of cover up what I did not like looking at every day in the mirror and those really weird overcurled, tight, wonky looking ones. But and when you, once that happened and I got to the extension process, I was like, oh, I could keep doing this, but it was quite expensive. And I think that there are certain people, if you have really simple you know, features and like, you're not doing a lot to anything else. Like you don't have hair extensions. You don't do a lot of makeup or anything else. I think that especially even, I think for especially older women, it can be stunning to have eyelash extensions. I think that that could be a place to really add some drama if you're not adding drama anywhere else really in your features. I think that can be a place, especially if you love your eyes, doing some eyelash extensions to add a bit of glamour or drama in like a very natural way even can be quite beautiful. But as far as if you're doing a lot of other things like I do, then for me, I would say like, I was like, all right, this isn't giving the bang for the buck that I would like it to be. It doesn't need to be there except for covering what's temporarily out of order. Once the eyelashes uh, grew out and the lash lift was no longer an issue and I had regular lashes again, what I found more efficient and cost effective was doing this. I just got Vegamore eyelash serum. I'll put a link to this somewhere so you guys can find it in the email I'll put, when this goes out, I'll put a little link to this so you can find it. But Vegamore, V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R, I think is how you spell it, eyelash serum. And by the way, serums, if you go do some research, there's certain ingredients that really make your eyelashes grow. They truly, truly work. However, there's also research that one of the, like family of that ingredient, I think it's the P-R-O-S-T, Google all of this, search it, do your research on this, but look up that product because there's an ingredient that truly makes the lashes go. It's in New Lash and I used to use New Lash all the time, N-E-U-L-A-S-H. Used to use it often and then I realized by watching some videos and learning more that that ingredient that's in that type of product, and it's in like 90% of the lash serums because it does really work, it makes them grow. And it's not even about changing the color of the eyes, I still have blue eyes, so it's not an issue. It just apparently can accelerate the aging of your eyelids, so it kind of makes your eyelids look older faster. Not a vibe. <laughs> so. Do some research on that, but I did the research myself and found Vegamore does not have that type of ingredient that would age your lids in it. So I started using the Vegamore and it does work. It took a while to kick in though. It took about two to three months for me to really see a difference. It wasn't like, ooh, boost, I see it immediately. But over time of consistently using it, they have grown longer than they otherwise would be. And I like knowing that the product ingredient is not going to be hurting the lashes, or, or sorry, the eyelids and the condition of my skin around the eye at the same time. So I've used that. And then I would say after you've got those real longer lashes from using the serum, then I would say like three months in, get a lash lift. Instead of getting extensions, if extensions aren't the moment for drama for you, which could be just amazing for certain people, but if that's not your thing to add that oomph and that fun to your to your look, then maybe you could do this like serum as a daily thing and then just get a lash lift to lift them up so that they look lifted. I did that and I have loved the effect. Obviously, mascara is crucial. I like a tubing mascara. I've been using the Victoria Beckham volumizing tubing mascara. I don't think it's as good as the regular formulas of volumizing mascaras, but I love that I never get panda eyes with a tubing mascara. So for the ease of cleaning off mascara, I get just like addicted to the ease of tubing mascaras, although I don't think they're always the best for drama, volume, thickness. They are really easy to wash off with just soap and water. I don't ever need to use eye makeup remover and just the ease of that. 
I'm too lazy, I guess, to go for the mascaras that might do a better job filling in. But the Victoria Beckham, the regular one, is good, but the volumizing she has is even better. It is a bit difficult to apply with a very big brush, so I often get some uh, mascara on my lids as I'm putting it on, but so it's not perfect, but I like it because of the ease of washing off. But I will say Vegamore plus a lash lift after three months is doing the job that I would have basically, not completely the same as extensions, but it's saving me money in the right ways for the effect that I'm getting and the payoff, it all works out for me at least. Uh, when it comes to self-tan, this is something I never in a million years thought I'd ever be doing. I knew that people did self-tan, but I never thought to do it until I flowed in Australia into a spray tan salon because it was so cute looking. It was something I literally just walked by every day and it was pink and cute. And I was like, what is this place? It just caught my attention as every day in Potts Point I was walking walking by this place, walking by this place, walking by the place. And I finally was like, what is in here? It's not nails. Actually, no, I think they do pedicures in the front, but I was just trying to figure out what is this place? And I realized it's a spray tan place. And so I decided one day to just go in and give it a shot. And I've been hooked on self-tan ever since. So nice. So, I mean, obviously if I had small children, would I be self-tanning? Maybe, I don't know. I just have a lot of time on my hands so I can self-tan and it's not like taking up other time. I could definitely potentially see dropping this in the future if my life totally changed like having children and I didn't have the space for it. But as I have the life that I have right now and the time I have, I like it. It's a once a week commitment to doing. And I did the spray tan for the time I was in Australia because I literally didn't know anything about tanning, self-tanning spray tanning. I didn't know anything. So I did the spray tans as I figured out what that was like for the times I was in Australia. And once I came to London, then I was like, all right, I've got to find out how to do this. And I didn't go get a spray tan in the middle of February in London. I just decided that it would be time to figure out the home version. So I first started with something I found, the Bondi Sands Express Tan. That foam mousse does work, but and I like that it's only two hours that you have to wait for it to dry. However, I don't recommend it ultimately because it got on my sheets. It would get on my clothes. It was a bit of a faff. So then I eventually switched to the Tanologist, which is a clear color guide self tan. And now I use the Tanologist. I sleep on it and then I, sh you know, with it and then it's clear. So it's not like getting on my sheets, which is really nice. And then in the morning I rinse it off and it lasts about a week. And that has been my go-to product. So the Tanologist is right now now my number one, but I'm pretty new to the the, the world of self-tan. So many people that have done this for years and years probably have better recommendations. And you can search YouTube for people's testing of different ones and see the pros and cons and you can see them. But I have seen tanologists actually rank really well in a lot of those videos. So I feel happy with the one I've got for now. And I like it because it has the clear guide. So I'm using the clear mousse, which means I don't get it on my clothes really. It can slightly get on things, but very, 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 very minimal, 10% of what I was getting on my clothes with the Bondi Sprans Express Tan that had the brown color or the greenish color in the guide color. So I could see where I put it in the Bondi Sands. And I do think the Bondi Sands was good for me. I love telling you guys about this stuff. This is so different than what I normally talk to you about. It's just fun to talk about this. I hope it's aligning to listen to. I mean, I'm guessing most people that aren't into self-tan are like, this is boring, but I, I just love this. Okay, so I do feel that the Bondi Sands Express Tan, because it had the color in it, I could see where I was putting the color on my skin for all of those months that I was using the Express Tan version with the brownness that did get on the sheets, but it taught me how to put on self-tanner. So even though it wasn't the most efficient with clothing and stuff, by the way, the sheets and the clothes do wash out. The, the color never stained permanently the sheets or the clothes, but 
Anyways, it taught me how to do it properly. So then when I went to the clear color guide where there was no way of seeing where you actually put it because it didn't leave any marks with the tanologist version, I had already kind of had it under my belt knowing how to do it enough so that it was it was doable. So anyways, tanologist is what I recommend and use now. But that doesn't mean I'll always use it. It's just my best of the two that I've now used. Now this one coming up next, this is arguably like... <sighs> This is so good. I have to say, this is the thing that I love the most of all the treatments and all the things that make the most difference on this, the scale of like beauty and stuff. And it is the Face Gym Pro. The Face Gym Pro is one of those zappy <laughs> tools. I don't even know the terms. I've not taken a lot of notes for you guys. I'm just literally sharing as if I was at the cafe with you. But the Face Gym Pro is like the new face or the new face minis, or there's many different electrical devices that does that kind of like um, electro pulsing through your face and your skin. You put on a like a clear um, like aloe vera gel or some type of, uh, what do they call it? Conducting agent and then you use this and it sends this signal through your skin and makes your skin and the muscles contract and that's helping to lift your muscles and I think it also does a lot with uh, lymphatic drainage using that every day I think it's kind of in a sense it's not a formal lymphatic drainage in any way but I think that it's also just rubbing this on your face up and down in the ways that you do it does kind of also promote lymphatic drainage simultaneously so you're not only tightening your muscles but you're also of your face which and your like sides of your neck but you can also kind of I think I think it's also sculpting just from a lymph and a fluid drainage perspective but it has been a game changer I invested in the face gym pro because my intuition literally flowed me to it this one day I was thinking about this or the the new face mini the face gym pro is way more expensive to be honest and it's in the UK I don't know if you can get it outside of the UK face gym is a salon that you can go to in the UK I don't know if they're outside of the UK yet but they're based here and so I'd always walk by the face gym in Chelsea. Eventually, I even did one of the sessions in the studio and I paid a lot of money to get this done. And I was like, okay, it's like a moderate effect. When I got it done in the studio, I have to say I felt it was a bit of a waste of money because it was so expensive to have them do the face gym stuff on me in the studio. So I was like, well, this is not really worth the money that it is. And I would say skip doing it at the studio unless you have tons of money to just throw at this what I would much rather say is get the face gym pro tool yourself and do it at home every day so if you just do it once and spend a lot of money on one treatment it's like going to the gym and working out once with a personal trainer versus working out every single day with a personal trainer the effect is truly that different so for the price of going to the studio maybe three or four times is the price of buying the tool and doing it yourself at home every day. So it's much better investment, but it honestly is a game changer. Anybody that's in that's really interested in beauty and all this kind of stuff, and they're in the stage of like 32 to 42, this is, I think, the most, personally, it depends on everybody's genes and where their body's at and how their um, genetics are unfolding within them through that time frame. but I just think that this tool, especially for the lower face below the cheekbones, so like you're under your chin, the jawline, and up to your cheekbones, and also your forehead, of course, but I just really think it does such a difference to lifting, tightening, and keeping that really, really beautiful sculpted look without having to do 
like anything else, just doing that has truly been outrageous. I can show you guys if you guys are curious and want to see. I can do. I took some photos before because I was very curious when I spent all this money on this. My intuition showed me two people in 24 hours on Instagram that shared about it just spontaneously. They both shared. I've been doing the Face Gym Pro and it really works. And then this other person said, I've been doing the Face Gym Pro and it really works. And then I went to lunch with a friend and I had time after the lunch and I was over near King's Cross, which I'm normally never over during the day too and I was wandering around and I saw there was a face gym store and so I went into the salon and I said okay if I can get it on a discount I'll see it as a sign they gave me a little discount I think it was like 10% off and then I got it and I have never looked back so I'm so thankful that like kind of the flow of circumstances in 24 hours just kind of brought me to the manifestation of this. I have a friend, Jemima, who's uh, in Lisbon and she loves beauty treatments herself. She's younger though, she's only about 31. So she doesn't have much need for a lot of the things I've been playing with over the years, but she loves trying and keeping things fresh. So anyways, she decides to get one. She decided to get the New Face Mini and I've seen a lot more on the American side use the New Face because I think it's more easily available than something like the Face Gym. When I watched the reviews, so she reviewed and looked at all the reviews posted about the different devices because there's many brands doing it, not just Face Gym and not just New Face. But those are the ones I know most about. So she got the New Face Mini and she felt like it wasn't doing anything. So I brought the Face Gym to Lisbon so she could try it. And we tested them next to each other. And she definitely decided she was going to re refund and get the money back for the New Face Mini and go for the Pro, the Face Gym Pro. And she did decide to go forward. It is the strongest um there are certain people I've seen online, especially that are older in their 50s. I've seen this woman, I forget her channel, but she says she prefers the lighter frequency things like a new face or something gentler. I like the strength of the face gem and I'm seeing huge results because of it. That little spot under your chin that gets really crepey and soft and kind of wobbly, I call it like the turkey wobble thing, that has gone away because I just use that on the with the face gem every day. And I'm just like, that is amazing. I didn't have to do all therapy. I didn't have to do hypho. I just got to do, which are in treatment settings. And it's not to say there's anything wrong with doing those, but I just love that by using this tool and I, I continuing to use it, I notice a difference. I don't do it every single day. I probably do it like five days a week. Some days I'm just too lazy to do it. It takes five minutes in the morning before I wash my face. I love it. It just so good, especially on that jawline, under the jawline, and up until like the cheekbones. Cannot recommend it enough as a, as the thing probably to give it a go if you're noticing any laxity in the lower, like under your chin area or the jawline itself. The next investment that I've made, and this is the largest cost investment I've made on any home treatments, I did this years ago, and it was the Saluma LED light, C-E-L-L-U-M-A. Do you need a Saluma? Back then when I got it, I, there wasn't any other home masks on the market. So there's tons of new products that have come out since I got the Saluma. I got it in... 2019, 2020, and I got it on the recommendation of Nikki DeRoost, who you might guess, you guys might follow. She's a makeup artist in LA. She swore by the Saluma in her early 30s and did some videos about how life-changing it was or game-changing it was for her skin to have the Saluma at home. And it was a huge investment, a few thousand dollars for the full-size one. But I decided to make the investment because, and this is like I said, before there were cheaper home items and masks and all the different various things. So I'm not saying you need to get 
get a Saluma, but I decided to invest in that one because it was the one that I knew of at the time, also the strongest one on the market. I don't know if the other ones compare in strength of the result or in the light as Saluma that are those like hockey mask looking things. Um, I've never looked into them because I have my Saluma, so I haven't needed to. But the reason I particularly got the Saluma in the shape that I got was this big classic shape that was a few thousand dollars is because for me, it was an investment in my health and well-being, just not just then, but also into the future. At the time that I got it, I was still struggling pretty consistently with acne. And so in that period, what I loved about the Saluma is it has the red light, the blue light, and the infrared light. So red light is good for the the collagen glow. And I do, I'll share more about that setting in a second. The blue light's why I actually got it at that time because I was still so hypersensitive in my skin. I wanted to help my acne go away in more consistent fashion. And so the blue light helps kill the bacteria that's in acne. So I got it at first for the acne setting. And then I knew that as that got under control, I'd be able to use it also for the red light setting, which is that like youthfulness and the glowiness that you get from the collagen production. And if you ever get aches and pains or get injured, you can use the infrared light setting. So I figured, okay, in the future, I'll be able to use this as an anti-aging thing. I can use it for my acne as long as I have. And as I get older, my aches and pains will be benefited by the infrared light. And if I ever have a partner, I'll be able to share this light with them. They can use the red light setting or they could use the infrared light setting if I ever had a friend that needed the support. So I just decided to invest. And I'm so glad that I did because I still regularly use it. I don't do it in any specific frequency, I go through phases where I use it a lot and I go through phases where I don't use it a lot at all. I can tell you, I notice it and it's easiest for me to use because of its shape. It looks kind of like the shape of a skateboard, if you kind of, but it bends around your face or around your body. So if you have a leg or a back ache or something like that, you can put it on your chest, you can put it with your hands under it. And I love that it fits for the hands because I can tell you that where I notice the most anti-aging, I don't like the word, I don't like most beautifying, let's call it that, the most youthful or that like um, freshness, it keeps it freshest on the tops of my hands. The tops of my hands, I love it because it's so easy. You can just sit and watch YouTube or TV and put your hands under it and do whatever else you're doing for 30 minutes is the session time and I notice that I definitely feel like I can see the impact it's having on the tops of my hands staying fresh. Um, it also is nice when I feel like doing it. This takes like more of the time as if I'm going to put it on my chest. I do think it benefits there also, but obviously I use it for my face. And at first, like I said, I did it for the blue light setting. Now I use it just for the red light setting. And here's what I notice ultimately. I don't do it more than two to three times a week. But I'll notice a shine, a glow, especially mostly on my forehead, and it's from doing the Saluma. So when I'm not using it, my skin will look a little duller and less shiny. Now, some people associate shine with oil. I don't have oily skin. I have pretty dry skin. So the fact that I'm getting this glow is actually coming from the actual light and the actual reflective nature of my skin being in a more harmonious state. So I like the glow that I get from the red light. I can notice that, especially most on my forehead, but I do think it's helping my skin all over my face. I just notice that effect mostly on the forehead and on the tops of the hands. I'm happy I have it and I'm happy, I, to be honest, I'm happy I have it and I'm happy I bought it a long time ago <laughs> so I don't have to invest in that now. The face gym though, also game changing. And if I had to pick between the two, if I was on an airplane, well, I like that the fact that like the cost of a face gym if to replace it is much less than replacing a Saluma, but the face gym 
is the thing that I'm, I care most about <laughs> because I notice the much bigger difference in the contours of my face when I use it than the Saluma is not face contouring in any way. It's just gonna add that little glow and be this little extra boost to the skin wherever you place it. And it has those different features. Um, next up, I would say when it comes to like physical movement, I love uh, stretching, I would do at home. So instead of going to a yin yoga class, which I could do if I wanted to, and obviously go to the yoga classes you love if you love that. But for me, I love paying for Pilates reformer classes in person and then doing any kind of stretching or yin yoga postures, that kind of thing. I would probably personally suggest, I would personally do at home on either YouTube or just stretching naturally. So those are the things I would save money on. Um, the other one, and this came up from somebody's request in those call out requests was um, home treatments for face. So I'm excited to start incorporating another tool and I think it's gonna be also a game changer is microdermabrasion by the Daily Co. So the Daily Co is actually spoiler alert, they're the people that I love the skincare from the most. And Jack, the owner, is the person I want to have on the show so she can share with you all the things that she knows from 30 years of working with skin as she has and now having the skin line that she has, I've realized that that's the missing piece of the whole equation that I don't yet have as a physical exfoliator. Um, obviously, you can use, I actually used Yo Glow, the pineapple enzyme mask by Wishful, and that is really good. And actually, I just bought a little travel version of that um, at Sephora so that I can have that as I travel and don't bring the microdermabrasion tool with me. But I do love a physical exfoliating process and that I'm excited for because Jack made it and I love everything Jack's done. And I can see that what she doesn't have is a physical exfoliant in terms of products. It's a physical exfoliant. Um, that's the product that she has and I just haven't purchased it yet. So what I've been using in the meantime, I'm not having a physical exfoliant to keep the sloughing off of the dead skin sales like once a week or so, I've been using the Yo Glow Wishful Enzyme Mask and it does a great job. So if you don't wanna buy a microdermabrasion tool or you don't have access to the Australian one that I'm gonna mention, uh, this is the product I've been using and loving because it's very gentle but does the job. It's not gonna scrape up your face but those little beads as it, as it rolls over your skin does a great job of just pulling up the extra skin cells that you don't need on the top of your face and keeping it fresh. So that is the home treatment. I haven't got into masking, uh, face masking. Um, actually, I do have some masks from the Daily Co, but as far as like sheet masks or anything, I don't do those. That's something that I've heard as popular, but I haven't dove into personally yet, at least. So I can't speak to those, but the home tool of the microdermabrasion is something I'm excited to add because I do her two masks once a week with each, but I think the microderm is the missing piece for me, the physical exfoliant. On the last but not least is going to be hair masks. This is something I think you could totally do at home. You don't need to go out for. And this one is life-changing, is the Living Proof Triple Bond Complex. Can I tell you, I have tried Olaplex. I've done K18. They're both good, but move over both of those. Living Proof Triple Bond Complex is the sleeper hit. Like that, I know there's so much knowledge and so much distribution to Olaplex 3. And I have used many bottles of Olaplex 3, especially in recovering my hair from being damaged. I think it is good, especially the number three product more than any of the other products in the line. Although I still use the Olaplex hair oil. It's great and I do still use that for my hair regularly, not because the Olaplex element, but just I like the hair oil itself for my hair. It doesn't weigh it down, but it keeps it moisturized and glossy through the week as I get a blowout and then I wait seven days and get all that length out of the time because I need to keep moisturizing my very dry curly hair. So I use that, but other than that, I don't even, 
I know K-18 is good and I've used it and I've enjoyed it and I previously thought it was the best thing out there. And I do think it's still stronger than Olaplex. However, Living Proof Triple Bond Complex has just been such a better product for me and I have seen such improvement in my hair. I could not recommend it enough. I would love for them to sponsor the show so I could give this away at the discount or what have you. If I'm like Oprah and you get a car, you get a car. I wanna give you guys the Living Proof Triple Bond Complex because I just love it. It has made my hair so soft, so shiny, so strong, and it's an easier application process than K18. I'll get more into that in the hair episode, but just to say, you don't even have to go to the salon to get the K18 or or Olaplex process. Go just get the Living Proof Triple Bond Complex and use it as prescribed. I think it's a game changer for the hair and it's something you can do directly at home or if I actually bring it to get my hair done, when I go to the salon, I bring it because they don't have it there and it makes my hair better than any product they have in the salon itself. It's that good. So cannot recommend that enough on the hair side of it. Or also just general hair masks in general, moisture if you have curly hair, so essential to keeping it healthy, vibrant and alive. Definitely, you know, do your research. I don't have any to share right now that are just game changing. I do use the Kerastase Curl Manifesto mask for my hair and I think it's good but I haven't done a deep exhaustive search to like find the very best mask I've been using masks pretty slow and steady and I haven't been experimental with them so I can't say that categorically that is the best it may not be but it's the one I've consistently been using I can just say that so try it if you feel called to it or also just do some research and masks are things I think you can definitely get a lot of mileage out of doing at home for yourself okay my friends there you have it. I hope this is fun. I feel so excited to talk about something that is happy, exciting, fun, and something that I've spent so much time learning and trying and experimenting with in all different ways through all of these products. Obviously, you don't have to do any one of these things. They're just things that have brought me joy and alignment over the last years or two, like mostly the last year, most of these things, but also you know over the past several years. So these are the things that for me, I like doing at home. If this feels like a fit for you, go and try any of these out. If it doesn't feel like a fit for you, that's totally okay also. Until next time, may something wonderful happen to you today.